this episode of Dog and Ball Super, who let the dogs out? Doggin, doggin, what the doggin? <laughs> ballin out, ballin out, ballin out. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Ballin' Out Super. Mm-hmm. I'm your host, Jeremy Hammond, and joining me as always are my co-hosts, Katie Rose Leon. So good to be spilling food all over the anime room. And Alex Patak. Bow, wow, bow, wow, 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 wow. And joining us this week from the, uh, uh, was it Pod Dam America? Yeah. Been, yeah. You've been from, on it seven times? I know. I, it's, it's pronounced Documentary Bow. <laughs> <laughs> With Fred Armisen. Our guest this week from Documentary Bow, it's Anders Lee. Hey, Anders Lee here. Woo! He did the thing. Woo! He said it. Hey! I'm his biggest fan. <laughs> How are you doing, Anders? Pretty good, pretty good. Got just got a, a haircut and a shape up today, so I'm in good spirits. It's a star-studded <laughs> cast today in the anime room for the dog episode, <laughs> part three. Oh, that's why you said bow wow. Yeah, dude. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> the last hour, it's all we've been talking about. <laughs> This is off to a great start, everyone. I just thought you were experiencing some nostalgia for a little Bow Wow. That's a, well, no, no, that wasn't it. It was that we watched that whole show with the dogs in it, but uh, yep. we'll get around to that. Okay, Anders, we like to yep. start the podcast off by talking to our guests about Dragon Ball and anime and what your experience of them are. Uh-huh. Uh, were you ever a Dragon Ball fan? I, I was a little bit, yeah. I was My uh, TV time was limited pretty severely as a, a youngin. Uh-huh. Uh, it was actually allotted TV time. I would get a half hour a day. Was it at a specific time of day? Uh, I could choose that. but it, Well, it had. It obviously couldn't be like past midnight or anything, but I would choose you generally... You just watch Cheers every night. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched a half hour of Conan. Uh, no, I um, usually went to Pokemon for my half hour okay. and we also didn't have cable so Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z were not really in the McGrain Lee household but when I would venture outside to friends houses I was exposed to right. more TV more anime more Dragon Ball these godless liberals they'll, yeah, like a- they'll expose you to anything yeah, outside well, of the church right well it's interesting because I feel like in many ways my parents replaced religion with uh, being anti-TV, which was kind of a 90s yeah, phenomenon yeah, yeah, for yeah, baby yeah, boomers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kill your TV. Right. Nirvana. <laughs> I like remember not being... Uh, my mind was blown by like no TV households because I was definitely like raised by a television after a certain point. Like Lauren Lapkus over here, am I right? Lauren Lapkus has a show on the Earwolf Network called Raised by TV. Continue. <laughs> But so your parents were were TV restricting types. Like, what yeah. was their like vibe as as people? Were they like new agey TV restrictors? Were they like academics? They, <laughs> they're academics in not watching TV. Well, no, they teach I mean, a like, master's no, that, class on like puzzles. Totally, no, that was totally like <laughs> yeah, uh, that's an archetype of people who. One of my no TV friends, like their parents were professors, and that was part of it. Is like TV was for plebes. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. You want to watch The Simpsons? Crack a book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. I, I think it. Well, I think it was. They looked at it through sort of a uh, health lens. Uh, that's my. I don't want to speak ill of my mother, but she. Great lady, but she did. Repl- I would say she replaced sort of the, her Catholic upbringing. When this is a positive development, she moved from that to sort of the uh, self-help health regimen 
uh, naturalist regimen, and so uh-huh. she, you know, she spoke with. There's similar. There, it's like something to organize your life around. Did you have to yeah. kneel while the TV was on? <laughs> no, I actually, I actually. So when I would watch it, I took my half hour very seriously, but I would also be bouncing on the big red ball. I had a big inflatable oh, dude, yoga ball. No better way to watch. Yeah, yeah tell no me about better the ball. way to watch. That was my best friend when I was a child. Uh, when I wasn't, because I couldn't watch TV, and I was, you know, very hyperactive boy. Uh, my mom got me a big red inflatable yoga ball because I was breaking furniture because I kept running around and I would just bounce <laughs> you're around on this thing. breaking furniture. Yes. Do you have any specific furniture you remember breaking that was a big ordeal? Armchair. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no hesitation. No hesitation. Knew it immediately. Armchair. <laughs> pottery. I think about it every I guess that's night. pottery's not furniture. Unless pottery you're a short person. Pottery's not furniture. Yeah. Although maybe you were treating it like furniture. Yeah, that was problem. Yeah, perhaps that was the problem. <laughs> One sick puppy over here. Bow wow. Yeah. <laughs> yiggy yo, yiggy yay. Dog episode. Bow wow. <laughs> so what are you doing uh, uh, instead of watching TV as a kid? I was bouncing around on the rig red ball. I was... <laughs> seriously. I would do that... For hours, every night. Did you like have a like thing? You were like, was it a game, or are you just like up and down? That's the way. I would. Yeah. Well, I would. <laughs> so it's a bit of a traditional bit it's about big red ball. <laughs> We've lost sight of our values of going up and then down. <laughs> Kids today, they want lateral motion in their big red ball. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, in some ways, this may have been good that my TV was restricted because. I because I couldn't watch TV, I would have episodes happening in my head and I would be so invigorated by the action happening in my imagination that I would need to take it out on uh, jumping around on this thing. Do you remember any of the shows that you would create in your head? Oh, yeah. I had like a whole... There was like a planet made of insects and like somebody would... Like an exterminator would go in to exterminate the planet. Oh, no. Uh, I had, yeah, I had whole worlds set up in my head. And that's all right. actually. That's my, all you need to know about insect planet. Yeah. That's- <laughs> me and, so, me and my friend, the one who exposed me to Dragon Ball, mm-hmm. uh, he, we were kind of the alpha and omega of autism. And he and I would walk around the neighborhood and just, we would like play Dungeons and Dragons, but without the board game, without the die, without the cards, we would just talk it out and we would make up worlds similar to Dragon Ball Z, similar to like you know, uh, Age of Empires. We would just make up universes and stuff. And maybe they have been destroyed by that Goku. Is but that is fun. That is fun. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so when did the, uh, when did the uh, uh, Iron Curtain come down? When did you get to start watching an hour of TV? 1988? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, th- well, this would have been uh, 2003 because we moved from Virginia to Minnesota. My dad got laid off and so we had to move across the country and they were just like, there's really no kids in my neighborhood, and I also like the big red ball. wasn't There wasn't really we didn't have a, a basement that was really suitable for oh, no. big red ball play. Yeah, the and like the 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 air quality is different. You can't really get the same bounce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Upper Midwest not as good. For I'm just imagining bouncy. being on Tinder with the profile like I am looking for rip big red ball play. <laughs> 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 Serious inquiries only. <laughs> you need a sizable basement. <laughs> uh, so you moved to Minnesota, and what happens? You, they just like I just didn't have any friends, and so and like, they loosened up. Well, they like they were like, okay, you can watch a little more TV, <laughs> but they still didn't. Get, I still didn't have cable or really video games. We did. Actually, I have a, uh, let me know if, I, I don't know how to make this joke work. I think it's just, might be stupid, but 
uh, I had to do a year of choir in order to get a Nintendo 64. What? Yeah. I sang in choir for a year to get Nintendo 64. That is true, but the joke goes, I got the Nintendo, and uh, I'm like, all right, Crash Bandicoot, Harvest Moon, let's go. And my dad's like, oh, you wanted games with this thing? <laughs> what? Wait, so they refused to buy you no, games? No, no, that would be, that would, that's the joke. Oh, okay, but, uh, okay. Yeah. It's no, a bit for Weak comedy. joke. It's a weak joke, uh, right? Why do you have to lie it's to a, people like that? It's a real like dad dad zone affair. It's yeah. like, right, you know, about like, a dad in the dad style, yeah. <laughs> in like, like tra- tradition of dads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like getting, you know, a car, your driver's license. Like, why? You want to drive with that thing? <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. Get in here. Get in, Get in, in here. here. Of course we put tires on the car. <laughs> uh, we're going to friendlies. <laughs> Uh, we didn't really talk about Dragon Ball at all. So you watched it at friends' houses. You got yes. to start watching more TV. Did you start watching Dragon Ball? Yeah, the friends' houses. It was no that there was no holds bar. Uh, Gundam Wing, Dragon Ball, and my favorite. This is the anime that I would seek out to to uh, I would get DVD, try to get DVDs from video stores and stuff. Lupin the Third. Yeah, oh. I thought was the coolest because uh, my dream growing up was to be a cat burglar. Right, because stealing is cool. Yeah. Stealing is extremely cool, and so is like the 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 aesthetic of Lupin the Third. Yeah. yeah, is he supposed to be like vaguely Italian? I think so. Yeah, that's why he is has Lupin, so much sex. He has sex in that show. I think yeah, so. It implies that. Oh, he's a very he's well, very he's a, horny. He's, he's a Lothario. Yes. He's a Lothario, okay. another Italian word. It's mm-hmm. it's definitely very European at the very least. European inspired. Yeah, yeah. like little axis going on. All of the scenery is very like uh, you know. <laughs> you have to Italy and Japan. They had an out. They had an alliance. I got the joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sleepy, but I get it. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. That's fun. <laughs> I've never seen Lupin the Third, but I've heard great things, and it's the only one that shows up in rap songs for whatever reason. You should do a cast about. We should do a cast about it for uh, something. Tell me Inside about this dream of being a cat burglar. Well, this was. In because it is, it's yeah. very like people at home can't see what Anders looks like, but just picture somebody who it would be very funny to see tiptoeing around in the dark. <laughs> I am very shiny. I'm hard to. This is a very pale, you know, ginger Midwestern, very polite. The, the Minnesota yeah. Vikings guy is sneaking around my apartment. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't expect it. He's uh, holding a big jewel. <laughs> <laughs> well, he looks like an elf, so that probably belongs to him. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> um, no, but so tell us about tell us about like what you envisioned uh, as yourself as the cat burglar. Like, what did yes. you? Well, I was a big I, one of my favorite movies as a kid uh, was Entrapment. With uh, Sean Connery and Catherine Zeta-Jones, uh, interesting. Not really, okay. a, not really a kid movie, or uh, not like really Pink a Panther or something like that. Eh, I watched that too, but Entrapment was at a more re- raw sort of uh, pressing, uh, action-packed quality to it. Uh, although not that action-packed in retrospect compared to other things, but what, what did it, was it still have cool. about it that you liked? Uh, the you know, uh, Mr. Connery's sort of. Um, Elder statesman. That's how a man behaves. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um You're a damn fool if you think you're stealing away with a jewel. I don't know what the movie's about. A thief has rules. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just really want a black turtleneck? 
That was part of it. I yes, was, Katie. <laughs> yes, that was, right to the heart of it. <laughs> that was definitely part of it. And I had a big crush on uh, CZJ. CZJ. Uh, but <laughs> I, um, I actually got in trouble because oh, wow. our uh, school went on a field trip to look at the Hope Diamond. Oh and, no! And I, and I would not shut up about how I was going to steal it, and that's all I could. <laughs> Talk. I was trying to conspire with other kids, and teachers did not like that. <laughs> Just going up to other like generals, being like, "You, ever, you, what, what could they do to us, really?" <laughs> what? They'll never prosecute. It's like an adorable Ocean's Eleven. It's like Jeffrey, good at booger picking, good at, and and sum, somersault. Stacy, she's got a beeper. <laughs> we need a driver. David's the tallest kid we know. <laughs> That one kid who smells, he's the one who's unseen. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, so apparently if you break the glass, it drops into a vault. And so my... Did you break the glass? No, I heard this, though. This may have been something somebody told me to lead me astray. But I I heard this, (laughs) and so my strategy was find a way to get... Of course, into the vault because everybody, nobody would be looking there, you know. You so many Except for the head. Yeah. Oh no. If you're going on a field trip, uh, maybe you want to learn about vaults. Maybe you want to. Maybe the kids. It'll be a good experience activity for the kids to go into a vault, see security apparatus up close. This was height of the war on terror, so we're going to want right. to, you know, learn about this shit. The terrorists want our vaults. Right. And so you get the kids in there, uh, get somebody to break the glass. Hope Diamond falls down. You run out with that shit. Right, right, right. <laughs> that was the getaway. <laughs> See, and sell it to a Cuban uh, expatriate. Right. And then you'll have... Cuban you know, Connect. You'll Next be time made. I get Cuban locked links. out of my apartment, I'm calling you. Right. <laughs> 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 I used to shoplift a lot. I bet I could. Me too. Do it. See, I never did that. I never. Ironically, did yeah, never, never shoplifted. You never shoplifted. Nope. Oh, I Katie, like, what were you stealing? You were there for some of it. I, I, I like robbed the Roosevelt Field Mall blind. Oh, okay. I hit that hot topic. I hit that Claire's. Oh. I was all over the place. I also oh. would steal public works stuff a lot. I would steal traffic cones. I knew how to take down signs a oh, lot. Oh, I've done that. I was just like, no one was watching me. I was an only <laughs> child, and I learned how to be very quiet, and I just was stealing shit left and right. I uh, I stole all my makeup. I stole, like, entire... I just... I would steal so much stuff that I would just start giving away the stuff I stole. Yes. So this reminded me that I have a record still in here that you stole from a Hot Topic. Oh, cool. Uh, oh. Because we uh, we had a rule for a while that was like you were allowed to buy something at Hot Topic if in your party uh, you are stealing at least twice its value. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, that was our like... Because, you know, we didn't want to sell out the scene. So yeah. we're like, well, as long as, long as like, somebody with us has robbed something right. twice as much, they're like, you went and bought something, so I was probably mopping the place. Right. <laughs> yet again, yet again, Othifa's rules. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get into the episode. And that's when everyone fell off of a cliff. And if you're having a hard time picturing that, oh, didn't see you there. I'm Dan Carlin from Hard Dan History's Hard Dan Time. And I'd like to tell you about a little one of my friends in my little podcast lists. I only listen to the most intense podcasts. Podcasts that make you wonder, what am I doing in the morning? What am I getting up for? 
Maybe my religion is a lie. Well, I've got one for you. How about the Ballin' Out Super Podcast? You can buy one of their shirts in the store. You can subscribe to their Patreon content. There's some great stuff on there. And then you can hit the subscribe button, and you can do it again. And after you hit it a second time, you do it again. And you sell everyone you see into slavery. That's my plug for the podcast. Dan Carlin, from Mike's Hard Day in History. The title of this episode is Bergamo the Crusher versus Goku, whose strength reaches the Wild Blue Yonder? Wild Blue Yonder does not appear in the episode. Wait, I, that's the whole title? That's the, that's the whole, whole title. title. Yeah. Are they usually that long? Yes. Okay. If not longer. <laughs> And they're, they're like basically sy- synopses within the title, so you don't even need a little blurb. You don't really need to watch the show at all, actually. <laughs> it, it, it This one was more complicated than usual, though, and I had to have you guys pause it like three times so I could write it down, because I just was having trouble. Yeah, we paused this episode more than we've ever paused an episode before, and we'll get into why. <laughs> a lot of big laughs. Ugh. Let's get into it. It's Goku versus Big Blue Doggy, and we gotta check in with the the fucking rogues gallery that's hanging out here in the Galactic Senate. You know, we got that's some, a Senate. Uh, it's something. Okay. Uh, we got. Let nerf- the record show it is not technically a Senate. <laughs> I'm just saying it looks like the Galactic Senate. It's more just like a congregation. Yeah, um, a Supreme Court. If there you are will. representatives. Yes, <laughs> they're representatives with, with zero voting power. I think it's closer to a house. A bunch of intergalactic Eleanor Holmes Nortons. <laughs> we got a. Uh, Early 2000s fake red glasses, Kai. We got Nefertiti the Destroyer. We got the evil, uh, what, what's the evil Star Wars man in the hood? Palpatine. Palpatine. Yeah, he looks like Palpatine. We got a yeah, clown and we got a mouse. We got someone that looks like Savage Dragon. Everybody's there. Uh, Goku versus Blue Wolf. Goku says some Goku ass shit and the wolf's like, I won't take this shit from a low life. And the wolf goes on to give a speech about how the ninth universe is supposed to have such a low mortal rating. Low mortal level. Yeah, I still don't the understand. The new mechanic introduced last episode. <laughs> it's mortal ma- level. It makes no fucking sense. Oh, damn. I hate having a low mortal level. He also makes a big deal about announcing his name. Bergamo the Crusher. <laughs> Guess why? Guess why they call me that? You'll see soon. Call me Bergamo. I, you're Goku. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, so he's like, basically... You guys are shitting on the ninth universe for having low mortal count, but look at Goku. This guy totally sucks ass. What are those? What? What are those? Those Those are Goku's poor decisions that have led them to this point where everybody's going to die. Right. And Bergamo points it out. Speak on that. Bergamo then goes and grovels before the multiple grand Zenos, and it's like, if I win... Can we make it that everyone doesn't get genocided? And they're like, yes. This is crazy. And then Beerus goes, uh, they're making everyone think Goku is the villain. And I was like, think? Yeah, (laughs) Goku is the villain. He set up the tournament that will eliminate seven universes. And then when told that losing the fight would result in everybody not dying, he's like, good, because I'm going to win the fight. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, so... They did tell him that he can't throw it and that they they would be able to tell, which is one out. 
That's his one out, is that if he was going to try to save billions of lives, he could throw the fight, but he can't now because a child is watching and will because know. Because they'll know, and they don't <laughs> explain how they'll know. They are gone. So yeah. there's like, maybe they'll know, you know? Now we go back to the, the Greek chorus to check in everyone, and we go over to Lord Palpatine's table where he's hanging out with Pigtail Weiss and a clown, and the clown, we have been talking about the clown for four episodes, and the clown has one line in this episode, and it is so important that the clown speaks because they've decided to make him sound like a black man? Like, what is this? He's like a sleepy, cool guy. Yeah. He sounds like Damon Wayans' character from In Living Color, Homie the Clown. Yeah. <laughs> and it's insane. And I know that, like, I can't call him that going forward because it's a terrible name. Yeah, I'm not... Yeah, you're not Damon Wayans. AAV Clown. AAV Clown? African-American vernacular. Yes. Yes. That's a simple, short word we'll be using <laughs> to describe the clown who says things like oh what do you think of this Goku character clown he's like oh I don't know this shit's crazy <laughs> I yeah I don't know how to talk about it except that it seems like a deliberate choice I think it's problematic that out of all the thousands of characters in the show the first time they clearly let a person of color do a voice it's a clown uh, Wait. Sometimes black Wait. people can be clowns. Yeah, why is black people that? are allowed to be clowns? In yes, fact, most my... of the clowns I've met in my life have been black people. My... That can't be true. It's absolutely true. <laughs> really? Anders is a clown. Uh, Anders is the technical. only white clown I know. That's his hook. I, I knew like so many people. The only white clown. clown. <laughs> I famously... Wait, clowns are black. Yeah, have you seen them without the face paint? <laughs> I lived with a lesbian librarian. African-American clown, and I will tell you that uh, it's high booking rates on that. But uh, <laughs> feeling a lot no, of niches. Just, it was a very common day job when I was in college. Like I knew people all throughout know, my this, college years who were black clowns, and I never met a white person whose side job was clown. Just edit right. this mm. to make me sound better. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I will not. Katie does not know the race. You could just of leave the, clown. the parts we said in, and then put in Katie wagging her finger at us. <laughs> The end uh, of this episode is going to be black clown, black clown. <laughs> I don't think anything is wrong with the clown having a funny black voice. Uh, I think uh, it was just not what we expected from the goofy ass looking clown <laughs> that we've been seeing all week. We had to pause and rewatch it three times. <laughs> well, it's not that he's goofy. It's like the clown design is goofy, but then his face is evil. And I just assumed he was an evil clown. Yeah, I was expecting him to sound like Frieza. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Frieza does kind of sound like a clown. <laughs> yeah, a clown, you would think, well, but there's a tradition of the sad clown, and I think they're kind of emulating that. Yeah, yeah. folks no. at home, yes. just for context, Anders is actually a clown. This isn't a certified. bit that we're doing. He's a certified clown. He has his license now. Which does make uh, you closer yeah. to being a cat burglar, I think. Kind of, yeah. yeah. There's some physical things training. in common. Although, yeah. You what if you have to get away in a very small car? <laughs> <laughs> well... Uh, uh. <laughs> The peanut right. gallery all the, shits on Goku and Champa, the fat cat, kitty cat, meow meow face, goes, uh, 
Goku's a weird guy and does weird stuff. And I'm like, is this whole episode just going to be meta? Uh, That's not even Katie exaggerating. That's like a line they gave Chompa. I was like, yeah, he's so weird. (laughs) (laughs) Just weird stuff. And then all the exempt universes just gloat in everyone's face. They're like, we're not going to get executed today. La-di-da. I don't understand the mortal system. The mortal system? It doesn't really make sense. I think the point of this scene was that uh, Bergamo the Crusher, the big blue dog who dresses like he's in Chrono Trigger, he turned the rest of the universes against Goku by reminding them that Goku set up the whole tournament, which is going to come back later. Yeah, so here's the thing. Throughout this whole episode, uh, Bergamo yells at Goku and stuff, and like it's being presented like... Yes, he's such a master manipulator changing these people's minds about Goku. But I'm like, no, Goku is evil. Yeah. <laughs> Requires no convincing from anyone. <laughs> and they keep, yeah, they, they phrase it that way throughout the whole episode. Like, even at the end, the narrator is like, how will Goku do this fight when everyone thinks he's the bad guy? <laughs> he like, is- you're the omnipotent narrator. You know what's going on here. Is there anyone who tries to make the argument that, like, look, uh, I know the killing infinite number of people is bad but uh it looks bad but you know there's also an infinite number of universes right now and it's causing a chaos in the fucking timelines and shit That's and we need a crisis on infinite earth situation to just sort shit out like a thanos figure uh, yeah it's not, it's not really like uh the universe thing is is not really like a crisis on infinite earth situation where they're overlapping it wasn't a problem until Goku literally made them overlap. He made yeah. it a problem. So, An important uh, other note is that there is actually a very finite number of universes, and it's 13. Right? Oh, 13. that's not good. Well, okay, that's unlucky. So yeah. they well, gotta... they're trying to cut it to five. <laughs> right. It's yeah. Kind of a tight... Type, type five. five. universe. <laughs> type five. Um, so, yeah, Wolf versus oh, Goku. They start kicking and punching. We got to wrap it up somehow. Yeah, we I get kicky, punchy, punchy. And now my sandwich comes. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the notes drop off. But uh, from what I understand now, uh, Bergamot starts being like, now you understand my true power. And Goku punches him a bunch. And then there's a bunch of little fisty imprints in his washboard doggy abs. Yeah, he opens his arms, and he's Bergamo the Crusher. So you're thinking, oh, he'll crush him in a big hug. It's a hug move. But no, he just loves taking poundings right in his dog tongue. <laughs> right by, right after his long red scarf draped down his side next to his straight-up abs on his topless dog body, he takes, he takes fist after fist, and he loves it. And he's like, hit me, little Goku. And he's then like, oh, he makes noises. No. Or actually, that might have just been us making noises over it. I don't think he actually made new noises. <laughs> but every time the he gets a fish inside of him, it glows, and then he gets like six inches taller every time. Yeah, he, gets he grows with every fisty punchy, and he grows, grows, grows. A uh, really big doggy woggy, super doggy, and his fists are red because he's crushing now. <laughs> So that works. That's, I think, uh, you're supposed to see the fists and be like, oh, that's why they call him Bergamo the Crusher. He mentions three more times his name is Bergamo the Crusher while this is happening. <laughs> and he says things like, guess why? You'll never guess. I crush stuff. <laughs> and and so the big, the big payoff is that every time Goku hits him, he gets bigger. And then Goku's like, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll keep hitting him. So he keeps getting bigger. And then he keeps getting bigger. And never then Goku's explained. like, now you can't see a lot of stuff. 
you have blind spots, and they're big, and I'm going to hit you in those, and that's going to work somehow. He hits him in his big uh, 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 cargo pants <laughs> in the back of the knee, and it makes him take a dog fumble, and then uh, they start shooting beams, and then we were all talking like, wow, love that there are beams. Yeah. Beams. Bigger, not always Great better. Beams. Not always better. And then Goku ends the fight by doing a super big beam that even after all the superpower the dog got, he could not counter beam hard enough to beat Goku's blue beam, and he is crushed under the weight of such a mighty blue beam. Okay, good job, everybody. <laughs> Bow wow. We win. Oh, Goku we won. We beat Dog Universe. You beat Dog Universe. After all universe. these episodes. <laughs> Congratulations, you win. The expo's over. Okay, well, you win Goku, so everyone's gonna die. Congratulations. <laughs> and they're like dragging Bergamo away from the fight, and he's like, fuck you, dude. You fucking suck. Everyone's gonna die because you're a piece of shit. You're a glory hunter. Nobody fucking likes you. And then all the other universes are coming down. They're like, yeah, we agree. You fucking suck, dude. Dude, you're yeah. a piece of shit. And he's like, I'll fucking fight all of you. Yeah, yeah. give a that. shit. Do I look like I fucking care? Well, no, it's still like that Goku's, Goku sociopathy where they're like, now everyone's going to come for you, Goku, because like we don't want to die. And he's like, that's okay. I'll fight everyone. Good job. I'll have lots of fun. I'm like, wow. Wow. And he's like, I'm not a bad guy. I just want to fight. And then okay. Gohan's like, Fuck! <laughs> Literally everybody hates Goku now and it rules. Everyone's taking their shirt off because they're in ready to go. I, I I think the best thing about Super has been watching Gohan's like weird struggle because clearly between Z and Super, he had gone to therapy and learned about boundaries. And like, <laughs> yeah. but like Goku keeps showing up and putting him in impossible situations where he has to like break those promises to himself. And in that one shot, you see him just like something deep inside Gohan breaking forever. Right. Where he's <laughs> just like, this is what you get. It's a big episode. Dr. Malfi told you to just say <laughs> no to martial art tournaments. And here we are. Here we are. Uh, uh, and then it ends with the walrus guy from the other universe. Well, well something very important happens. First, they, um, the little angel that speaks upon uh, for Lord Xenu's uh, is just like, okay, this is how the universe power, uh, tournament of power is going to work because you don't have enough information as it is. We're going to fight on a giant top. And how you win is you throw people out of the ring. If you knock them out, you got to drag them out. No outside weapons. No flying. What, what, what? Was that the big reveal? No. That's also, big. it's a battle royale. Yes. 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 I'm so excited. Ladder match. It's no, gonna be so cool. it's a battle royale, and I wish they would do it like the WWE, where there'd be a little alarm every time someone runs in. But they're all gonna, <laughs> they're they're all gonna start this, off. Did this delay the destruction of these universes, or it's still happening? No, it's That's sped it up incredibly. Yeah, but Bergamo is yeah. still gonna fight again. Yeah, this was the pre-fight. This is like oh, a little, so this was a this was the fight fluffer. Okay, yeah. uh-huh. sort of a... a uh, it was the fights to get you hard before the tournament. Gotcha. And a bouge for our bougie fans. Yeah. <laughs> and so they, so the, the revelation is that everybody fights at once, and the whole fight is 48 minutes, which somehow is going to last for a year. I don't know how. Jeremy's shaking his head. He's so disappointed. Well, I'll tell you how it's going to last for a year, because then all of a sudden... 
Lord Palpatine comes down, throws off his cloth. It turns out he's not a creepy man. He's a giant walrus man who's speaking like All Might from My Hero Academia. And he's he like, never I- does leg day. He never his, his belly's huge and his fists are huge and the middle of his arms is small and then his shoulders are big and his belly big and he got a big beard walrus mustache. Yeah, he looks like a Tezuka drawing like of like Astro Boy or some shit. And he's just like, I am here and I'm a mighty warrior uh, for light. I represent a group named Pride and my name is Top. Womp womp. And uh, I'm here to defend justice and in order to do that I have to fight you Goku because you're a bad guy. And Goku's like I'm not a villain and he's like yeah you are dog look around. You're you're on the bottom of the scale of the universe. My natural enemy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And so he's gonna bust inside Goku and that's the next episode. Mm. Yeah, and that's basically Uh, the uh, end. uh. A lot of stuff in there, guys. Woof. Dog episode. So he's going to fight Bergamo again, right? At some point? Probably. There's going to be a battle royale where they could fight Bergamo. Uh, Okay. But presumably the dogs, we've seen enough of the dogs. They're just going to be out. Yeah, they'll be uh, taken out like dogs. If you have any listeners in Minnesota, there's a restaurant chain called Burger Moe's. Uh, maybe contact the management there about setting up a little viewing party uh, for Bergamo's rounds in the... if you are a Michigan listener, please do that. It's important to the show. Right. If you're a Michigan listener, go all the way to Minnesota and do this. <laughs> go to, it's impo- we it's want important our, you- our fans to mix. And yeah. so Burger Moe's is a great opportunity to do that for. All right. Let's rate the episode, Alex, out of seven Dragon Balls. Out of seven Dragon Balls? Um, I wish there was like a little more fighting, but this is a good episode. I'm going to give it six out of seven Dragon Balls. If anything, I wish that Bergamo the Crusher had more dog-related uh, character. Katie. Yeah, I'm also going to give it six out of seven. I like the big doggy woof woof, and I like the clown, And um, but uh, yeah, I don't like lore and, and made-up scales. I don't like lore. <laughs> Anders. Oh, man, well, I don't want to curse anything, but I was going to also give this a six. Uh, it took me, you know, six, six, six. Because that would be me, the devil's number. Yeah. Like, the character design was really interesting. They got mm-hmm. aliens with beards. Never seen that before. Green people with my color of beard. In this economy? <laughs> they also had uh, the good fight. The good fight in there. Um, atten- attention building thing. I liked the fight. It yeah. was fun. They yeah. built the they built the stakes pretty well. Uh, what I did not like was they threw in the walrus guy at the end, which reminded me of a Dragon Ball flaw, which is gets kind of tangential. You know, like I feel like they were like, oh, boom, we're ready to go for the next episode. We're going to have the rest of this tournament. Oh, wait, what's this other thing that, wait, what? Oh, you would argue most of TV does that, though, where they put like a hook to get you to watch the next episode. All right, seven. I don't want to curse. All right. All right. Well, I'm giving it six out of seven, so the curse is still there. Ah. Anyways, because you got seven out of seven Dragon Balls. Arise, Shenron! Good. <laughs> 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 
because you collected all seven Dragon Balls to avoid a curse, you have now been cursed with this bit. Oh, no. You gotta make a wish, because uh, you summoned Shenron, who is now a fluffy dog. Shenron, which I imagine looks something like the guy from NeverEnding Story. But I'm looking my own asshole. Um, am, am I saying this out loud? <laughs> yes. Okay. Here's my wish. Uh, anime Museum. Popping up. In, within the next couple of years, you know it's going to happen. Uh, they have an exhibit where they have a beautifully constructed Dragon Ball made by a professional steel artist. And a Damien Hirst Dragon Ball. Yeah, expense <laughs> worth millions. They open it up for the ceremony. They turn on the lights for the ex- for the exhibit. The Dragon Ball's gone. Uh, <laughs> And the thief was never apprehended. That's my wish. And it's happening! Oh my god! Wow, thanks, Shenron. Here's a milk bone. I'm heading off to the woods! Thanks, Shenron. Um, okay, let's do an email really quick and then let's finish this up. It's time for Dragon Give me some of that dragon This week's email is from sponsored Dragon Ball card game player CJ. Yeah! We got an update from CJ. What's up, ballers? I apologize for my long silence. The past few months have been very hard on me, but my sponsor here at the clinic tells me that writing letters for those I loved in the past is a good step in recovery. (laughs) Oh, no. Our one... Our one point of pride, our, our only sponsorship, and he's... He's an How the mighty have fallen. Yeah. Today marks the 60th day I've been sober from competition. <gasps> Tomorrow, I'll get my two-month coin in group. I suppose I should explain what happened since you last heard from me. Oy vey. It was August 1st, and the day of the major tournament at Gen Con. I showed up with my Hyrudegarn deck ready to wreck some jag-offs. Ew. But the wrecking never came. Or rather, it was I that was getting wrecked. No! <laughs> Five rounds into the eight-round tournament, I was at two and three. I couldn't see. The last thing I remember seeing is my friend's face over me, asking if I was okay. I woke up in the hospital. The doctors told me I had a severe case of shock. After my friends and family explained what happened, I was checked into a rehab for overly competitive ballers. (laughs) We can't even play checkers in here. It's hell. (laughs) But I'm 60 days sober, like I said. I miss you all. I'm sorry I failed to live up to the sponsorship, but I felt it only right to update you all on my silence since I know all the ballers out there, especially Katie, were my biggest fans and supporters. My son! (laughs) My boy! My beautiful boy! All I ask now is that I receive your continued support in my path to recovery. I hope to one day compete again in a healthier capacity, but for now, I'm just competing every day to make it to the next without card games driving me and giving my life a purpose. Man. Fall on, CJ. I love when the emails we get are the things they carried style metafiction. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't tell what is real or what just feels real. 
Well, we support you, CJ, and uh, I, I wish you a speedy recovery, but I am also now in the market for a new boy. If anybody is a competitive car player or a Dragon Ball uh, f- a fighter fighter, uh, and you're doing competitions, please uh, contact us. Contact, contact us. us. We would like to sponsor more athletes. Mm. This is a zero-money sponsorship. Yeah, but you'll get a Let's T-shirt. Let's be clear. Um, you'll get a gay T-shirt, though. Oh, yeah. You, a very gay T-shirt. The gayest T-shirt. Okay, actually, It'll I'm going to do another t-shirts. email. Uh, this is from Joel Dreyer. Hi, Joel. Longtime friend of the show. JD. Title of email, Fatherhood and Reincarnation. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> Traditional values. Salutations, ballers. I'm writing to you because I have a theory I want your input on. It is my theory that while Saiyans become worse parents through the process of dying and being revived, Namekians actually become better parents despite going through the same process. At the start of Z, Goku and Gohan seem to have a nice relationship. Then Goku goes to the home for deadbeat dads that don't pay child support, leaving Piccolo to raise Gohan. In the time between the end of the Saiyan Saga and the end of the Cell games, Goku dies... His son's hair blonde. Oh, he spelled dyes like dyes, but it's dyes. Interesting. Uh, he dyes his son's mean? hair blonde and <laughs> forces Gohan to fight Cell just for shits and giggles. Now he's just a sociopath. Now compare that to Piccolo. If we allow for the death of evil King Piccolo and Kami, Piccolo has died three times. And now not only does Piccolo help guide Goten and Trunks, he's also Pan's secondary caregiver. I believe that studying these findings provides incontrovertible proof on the psyche and socialization patterns of Saiyans and Namekians. Please discuss. Sincerely yours, Psy, Piss Pig number 87. I believe this thesis relies too heavily on eugenics, uh, and it more <laughs> comes down to the certain situations in which these revivings are happening. Uh, Evil King Piccolo dying and giving birth to Piccolo is not the same as a normal death because he dies and spits an offspring out into the mountain. That's Piccolo. So it's really more like he's his son than that he was killed and brought back. I don't know. I think it's a pretty solid argument. It's a good argument. It's a slippery slope. <laughs> I don't not buy it. I uh did Gohan ever die? Gohan has never died. He's only just been hollowed out inside. Mm. <laughs> he's a great dad though. He's a great dad, yeah. And he Wait, has... Gohan's a dad now? Gohan's we don't a dad know now, he's yeah. a great dad. He just he's always at the vague office all day. So Goku's a grandfather. Yes. Wow. Pan probably spends more time with her nanny than she does with Gohan. Who is Piccolo? Oh, who is Piccolo? Yeah. It's good nanny. <laughs> Piccolo is a good nanny. I think Piccolo has more time child rearing, and that's why he's a better person. I'm going to go ahead and confirm this to the canon. I think Joel has uh, hit this one right on the head. Well, I don't think I could resist any more than I just did. <laughs> <laughs> Plugs! Plugs! Anders. Uh, Pod Name America. Uh, is this coming out before Friday? Yeah, yeah, tomorrow. Okay. Paid protest this Friday at... October 5th. October 5th, 10-5 at... Uh, Mayday Space. Mayday Space. Thank you. Um, and uh, if you like my story about uh, the Big Red Ball, I will be doing <laughs> my solo show, Dummy, about the autistic spectrum and how it's a social construct at a the Brooklyn Comedy Collective Brick Theater um, on uh, October 24th, Wednesday. I believe that's at 9 p.m. Check my social media at, at, <laughs> at Andersley here on Twitter, Dursley1, Instagram. I, a variable jug of social media. <laughs> <laughs> 
Andrew's show is very good. You should go see it. Yes. Katie. Ah, uh, you can find me at Twitter at Katie Rose or on Instagram at Oh Hello Katie Rose. Please listen to the new Pod Minutes to Cast Night where we do a debate instead of talking about an album. And I talk so fast and without breathing that I almost fainted three different times. <gasps> because I am so opinionated and committed to her craft. I'm so funny, you guys. It hurts. It's a very funny episode. Highly recommend listening to it. And uh, the true piss pigs, there's a little Easter egg in it for you. Oh, yeah. Check it out. Alex. Uh, my weekly show got canceled, so we're looking for a new venue. <laughs> so don't go anymore on Sunday. Don't try to go. It's not going to be there. Uh, Friday, come to paid protest at 7 p.m. We're doing karaoke after. It's going to be fun. And then uh, Pod Damn America, follow me on Twitter at Patak Jokes. Are you going to be doing the karaoke, or is a real karaoke person going to be there? Well, he was supposed to do it last time, but... Uh, uh. 20 of the drunkest leftists I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire life. Do you want to hear Angel from Montgomery from yours truly? <laughs> <laughs> a lot of like like uh, like soft-spoken singer-songwriter punk B-sides yeah. <laughs> that are on YouTube and will be sung. You want to see a bunch who does not shower. You want to see a bunch of people who are like experiencing holding a microphone for the first time <laughs> yes. and not realizing that you should sing into it. But that means it could it. be you. That's what yeah, we're saying. You. you gotta come get in on this. Yes. Uh, all right. Find me on Twitter at, at Jeremy Thunder. Check out uh, Podman's Cast Night. That's it for this week. Join us next week. Super! 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 Bow, wow, wow, wow. <laughs>